Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbiotica is your solution to great-tasting all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or artificial nonsense. It's just pure goodness in every pouch. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. That's C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A.com. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back in. It's Sharp Money here on VSIN. I'm Jeff Parlson for Patrick Maher. Mall Shaw's here. They gave they gave Tom Check all the you, all the flags got, for Gone Racing. Yeah, you got a behind the scenes look at what I do for Gone Racing. What, which, by the way, is, is, that, out is on that YouTube. All, is that all you do now? And give out bad picks, apparently. Very bad. Yeah. yeah the pick crew, we we are we are yeah, deep in the having have a year. Let's just say that. No, have, Brendan Gone's doing really good. Yes. Yes. Uh, Brendan, Brendan gonna be uh, gonna be in a race soon. <laughs> so he. There's Tony Stewart's doing like this. Uh, it's almost like a celebrity short track racing. Brendan found out uh, last week that the South Point is sponsoring two drivers. He goes, "Well, thanks for telling me." He also said that uh, if those two drivers can't race, he's the uh, backup option. Well, there we go. I might see Brendan gone uh, before you know it. All right, uh, Abal, let's uh, let's go to some baseball here. So I'm going to ask you this. I'm going to ask you this first. So Clayton Kershaw, who's dealing with shoulder issues right now, is the closest guy to 3,000 strikeouts. What's he at, like 2,700? 29-12. Oh, he's going to get there. He's going to get there, but there's a prop up now on DK of if he's going to get there by the end of the year, which I think this is one of the be- one of the better no bets you're going to have. It's minus 200 on the no. With the injury concerns and asking Kershaw to get almost a hundred to get eighty-eight strikeouts in two and a half months, I think that's a heck of an ask in order to get Kershaw there by the end of the year. I think that's a pretty good no at minus two hundred. Well, let's look. How long is it going to? Uh, I mean, what is he going to have? Close to twelve starts. So you're talking. He's expected seven. back that's early. A, that, that, right now, actually, expected back the first week of August. Oh, so you're talking less than that. Um, so you're talking eight to 10 starts. That's a definite no. By the way, real quick, Kershaw's had two games of nine. Uh, actually, correction, four games of nine this year. And so that that's his high watermark. I would say no. The rest of them, he's, he's not been overwhelming in terms of strikeouts. I would say no. I just don't see, I just don't see it happening. Um, by the way, the Dodgers tonight opened the second half of them all against the Mets. 
and we've talked about it through the week. I know you've, you've given me a ton of credit for going out on a limb and saying the Dodgers are going to win the NL West. I know you've given me a lot of credit this week for that. Yeah, Jeff, let me tell you something. <laughs> I, you know, people say I got an ego. This now. I got no qualms about giving credit where credit's due. And <laughs> for you to just step out on that ledge, I mean, what are you, you going to tell me? Very next? gutsy. Very I, gutsy of me. By the way, Wyatt, I heard he said George is going to win the SEC East. That's also very gutsy. Well, I, you know, Vanderbilt's <laughs> looking really strong this year. Oh, wait, are they in the SEC? In baseball? Yeah, yeah, they are. They are. Okay, yeah, so, yeah, you're good. <laughs> uh, this is going to be the last year divisions in the SEC, too, with the move over for Oklahoma and uh, in Texas. It's going to be interesting. I can't wait. Uh, it's going to be a very interesting conference for sure. But going to the Dodgers tonight, Dodgers, uh, your, your, your guy, Julio Urias, who has just had a nightmare of a year. I like this game tonight. Uh, against the Mets. So just go here real quick before we look at some more season-long things. So Urias is a, coin fl- is a slight, slightly more than a coin flip favorite here, Amal. Um, eight and a half total. I, look, I, I don't have anything on this game because, I, again, the Mets – Playing a little bit better and then ended the, set, the, first, the first half with a thud the last two games in San Diego. Uh, right now, Dodgers minus 112 behind us, plus 102 on the Mets with the eight and a half. Amal, is there, you said you like this game. There's something- I, I, well, I like the under. I think Verlander's going to pitch well. I think Urias will pitch well. I like the first five under four and a half here. I don't like the Dodgers bullpen still. Excuse me, the Dodgers, the all-star break came at the worst possible time for this team. They were sizzling offensively against the Angels. They really look like they're starting to hit their stride. But now you got JV in City Field. I think this should be a lower-scoring game, despite the fact that you've got warm weather across the country, which helps the ball carry. Excuse me. Um, I, I still stand by the under four and a half here in the first five. I don't want to get into a bullpen scenario. You know, I, I'll ask you this real quick, Amal. Just uh, looking at this second half here, again, the Dodgers – we talked about this a little bit yesterday that you don't buy Arizona. You think Arizona is one of the teams that could fall out of the playoff picture. Completely. No, I, no, 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 no. I just don't think they're going to win the division. I think the depth and the talent of the Los Angeles Dodgers over 162 games overcomes the, uh, the Arizona Diamondbacks right now. Diamondbacks and the Dodgers tied Dodgers technically percentage points ahead uh, because they played Two less games than the Diamondbacks. Four to one in Arizona, six to one on the Giants, who are two and a half behind the Dodgers and the D-backs right now. Twenty-two to one on the Pods. If you want to get crazy, eight and a half back, minus two thirty on LA to win the NL West yet again. Uh, Amal, did you see this earlier today? Mm. The report of uh, the, the the Angels, uh, if they fall out of it, the next two weeks are going to be willing to take offers on Shohei Otani. Which yeah. I, what are you going to tell me next that the sun rises in the east? Dang, you took my joke. God darn it! I'm not saying it's a good joke. I'm just saying it's like, come on, dude. They had to make this move. To me, it should be malpractice if the Angels don't make a move. They're out of contention. Mike Trout is injured. He's going to be out for six to eight weeks. This team is going nowhere fast. You've got the most valuable piece we have seen in baseball from a trade commodity standpoint, maybe of all time. And you're not going to make a move to acquire some draft picks. I think if you can get Shohei, you don't have to make as many deals. You could, let's say, for example, you had to give up four prospects to get Shohei. And in this case, you might have to give up six. But if you had to get two, a hitter and a pitcher of this caliber, you might have to give up eight. So you're in a better situation going to get him. Uh, To me, if I could acquire him, I would go for it. I think he's that valuable of a piece. I, I don't understand why the Angels aren't talking about it. Maybe it just strengthens their hand, but the longer they wait getting towards the deadline, I think it becomes a problem, Jeff. To me, Moreno is the one who's stubborn here. I, I just have a hard time seeing him because, again, the Angels want to try to bring him back in the offseason. I don't think anyone believes that the Angels have a shot at re-signing him right now. 
Um, so I'm just curious if Moreno thinks, all right, yeah, we're out of it. Yeah, I might get nothing for him, but the only shot I have of keeping him around long-term is if I keep him through this year and don't deal him away. I think if they trade him, he's definitely not coming back. I don't think he's coming back anyway. What if they're, uh, what if they're buyers, though? I mean, you know. Well, uh, I mean, look, what would it take for them to be buyers? So right now, Amal mentioned it, uh, Trout is out for the foreseeable future yet again as he continues his barrage of injuries. They're five games out of wild card number two, or not a card number two and three because the Astros and the Blue Jays are tied. There's seven behind the Rangers. This takes, a, a, I mean, look, you probably have to play over the next 10 days. Yes, they get Houston right out of the gate, but they got to play over these next two weeks, probably nine and three to realistically say, all right, we're in this thing. We can go for it. The, the only reason why I say that is because you look the last two years. So 2021, the Braves were below 500. They were sellers. I mean, it's, they were buyers. They got Jock Peterson, Adam Duvall. Yeah, but but, Rizzo, but, 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 then, but then you also look at the Phillies in 2022. They were below 500. They weren't, you know, selling people off. They committed. You never know when you're going to get it on a hot run. You got to play your best baseball going into the playoffs. Well, but here's the thing: the Angels now last year. Of course, the Angels what? What the Angels lose 17 in a row last year or whatever it was that basically after that great start destroyed their season. They're doing not quite that historically awful again, but they was nine of the last ten. Yeah, they were in this mix two yeah. weeks ago, and they played their way out. I, I, I'm not going to say fully out, but pretty darn close to being fully out. Um, the when you look at it, they're 45 and 46. Why the difference is you had Aaron Nola and Zach Wheeler in that pitching rotation. They don't have anybody outside of Shohei that's close to that. Uh, and as good as Shohei has been, I'd still take Zach Wheeler as a pitcher over Shohei Otani. I think the the Phillies had more pieces to work with. When you look at this Angels team, there's just not a lot there. I think it's time for them to move on. Um, you know, tell you the couple of bets I would look at. The the Twins have an easier schedule. You can get a Guardians probably at a pretty decent plus price to win the division. That's not a bad one. Um, you know, I thought about doing this as taking the Rays. I forgot what their press uh, minus what, money in the, price in the East. Yeah, minus two ten. Minus two ten, and then taking the uh, the Yankees and the. Um, Blue Jays for a small price price. They were 11 to one. I don't think Baltimore is going to win the division. I know Baltimore is currently tied in the loss column. I still think at the end of the day, Tampa's a little bit better than Baltimore. And I think that'll rise to the surface. Orioles right now, five clear of Toronto and the Yankee five clear of Toronto, six clear of the Yankees, two behind the Rays, entering the second half. The question with Baltimore, is just a matter of can their pitching hold up? Can their starting pitching hold up? Yeah, but again, they've got to be competitive down the stretch. I think uh, how many acquisitions are they going to make or, uh, in this situation? I think if you're Tampa, you go all in right now. This is a great opportunity. They should go get Shohei. Could you imagine that? Why not? They're, he's a rental for them. We know that. Well, they're definitely not giving him $500 million. They, I can guarantee yeah, that. They, <laughs> they might as well just give him the franchise at that point. I don't think it's worth that much. No. <laughs> I'm kidding. But the reality is this is a team right now in the American League is still the front runner. I still believe in the, in the American League can bet on any of these teams. It's wide open in the AL. I think the NL is a Braves favorite, but as Wyatt alluded to, Whoever's playing the best baseball as we go in late September into October has the best chance. I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility for anybody. That's why I think, to me, the NFL is very comparable. It's a one-game scenario, so anybody can win just like the NCAA tournament. However, in the other sports where you have long, extended series, baseball and hockey are so intriguing because it's whoever gets hot. Basketball, generally, the most talented teams usually end up at least close to winning. So the thing that makes this complex with Otani, if he's going to get dealt, is – Look, let's face it, other than the Dodgers, 
probably the Mets could fool themselves into being in the in the mix just because of the amount of money that Cohen has. Maybe the Giants and the Yankees, maybe, are the only teams that could realistically see themselves signing Otani in the offseason. So let's say you're Cincinnati, okay? Yeah. You have all this youthful talent. You've come out of nowhere. You are in desperate need of a frontline starter. Yep. Like, would you dare? Like, if you're like the Reds, the Rays, I think, are a good example of this. Baltimore is a good example of this. Like, all these teams that have some good good prospects, he's not. Shohei Otani is not resigning with you. This is you have to win it in the win it this year with him on your roster. I would agree with you, but it's a pretty good gamble. And if you can get there and you get it done, it justifies everything. You know, if you can win a World Series, if you're the Tampa Bay Rays, you can take the next decade off. <laughs> I can just they just get have them all sitting back in the office chilling. It's okay. It's over. You've got we're your good. championship. We're good. Uh, when we come back, we're going to the AFC West. Vic Vic Tafer of the Athletic covers the Raiders. Get his thoughts on Vegas. And more in the AFC West next. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com slash strategic. That's oracle.com slash strategic. oracle.com slash strategic. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. We all know about the speed of sound, but have you ever thought about the sounds of speeding? Drive too fast and you could hear the sound of your vehicle crashing. Because one way or another, speeding catches up with you. This message is paid for by Nitsu. Welcome back in. I'm Jeff Piles. I'm all Shaw alongside. Happy to be with you. Wyatt Tomchek here as well. And now joining us, he covers the Raiders for the Athletic. 
You'll find him on the tweets at his name, at Vic Tafer. It is Vic Tafer with us right now. Vic, thanks for hopping on with us today. No problem. How are you guys doing? Doing pretty well, Vic. And I just want to get into what you wrote about today over at The Athletic, of course, uh, going down to the wire until uh, for Josh Jacobs and the Raiders to get a long-term deal done. Of course, uh, they signed him on the one-year tag uh, with the non-exclusive uh, franchise tag earlier in the uh, in the summer. How do you think this plays out over the next 72 hours? Yeah, I'll tell you, when I started making the calls, I was kind of surprised by going down the wire. I thought it might be a done deal as far as not going to happen, but I think there's still a chance that it could happen. I think both sides have to realize where they're at in this thing. But um, I'd say probably leaning towards not happening, but I think there's still a chance. I think, uh, I guess, that both teams, both sides realize uh, where they're at in these negotiations. Vic, Jimmy Garoppolo fails the physical. Where is the status of with him currently with the Raiders, the contract, and where do the Raiders go if he's not the guy for them? Good question. The only guy who knows that is Jimmy G. He's not, he's not saying it. I think the Raiders are saying uh, they're confident he'll be ready for training camp, but uh, what else are they going to say? They're not going to tell us he's not going to be ready for training camp. So <laughs> right. uh, we'll, we'll have to see in 10 days. But um, if he's not ready to go, then it's, uh, it's Brian Hoyer's show. I know that's very exciting for everybody. So Brian Hoyer will be the man of the hour for a little while. If you mention Brian Hoyer, obviously this team's not expecting to have Super Bowl plans if he's under center. But when you look big picture with this team, Caleb Williams at USC, Drake May are two very intriguing prospects in next year's NFL draft, the quarterback position. This is an area they're going to need to fill long term. Could this team be that poor where all of a sudden they're looking at a potential top five pick or something to that effect? I don't think so. There's still enough talent in the roster. I know like Max Crosby and Devontae Adams won't want to hear talk about uh, you know, Caleb Williams, but uh, I wouldn't say it's not possible. I think if things go in the wrong direction, you might see them uh, double down on that uh, pursuit. But I think right now, the talent to have an offense, even with uh, Jimmy G out for a while, is still pretty good. Defense, I hope, has improved with some young players they got in the draft. So I think they're not thinking about uh, Caleb Williams right, right now. Vic, uh, right now in the defensive rookie of the year markets, uh, Tyree Wilson is the third betting favorite at nine to one. Uh, what, what type of impact do you expect to ha- see from him right away? Of course, uh, behind Chandler Jones right now, and obviously Max Crosby, as we know, uh, with all pro aspirations. That's a tough one because you know you asked about Jimmy G. I think uh, Wilson's kind of in the same boat. He's got a foot injury. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're saying they hope he's ready for training camp. But I'm not sure that's going to be true. So. Those kind of things, you never know when he'll be starting, if, you know, how much time he'll miss, and you know, what it costs him. But I think ideally he's ready to go. You know, by the time the season starts, he has two great guys in Crosby and Charlie Jones to learn from. They both are welcoming the opportunity to kind of groom him a little bit. He's got all the athletic skills you want. He's a little experience, a little polish. So ideally they have a great pass rush with, with those three guys. But we'll have to wait and see when he hits the field. Vic, uh, we know the situation with Josh Jacobs probably going to hold out, uh, and obviously your article will speak more to that, but from the running back market in general, not just Jacobs, Saquon Barkley, everyone else, we see Saquon, excuse me, Ezekiel Elliott, uh, Dalvin Cook still outside waiting for a potential contract somewhere. Well, just give me your big picture point in terms of how you think running backs are going to be valued going forward, or is this going to be the trend from now on? Yeah, I think this is it. I think it's, it's sad for running backs, especially like guys like Jacobs and Barkley who's kind of proven themselves. And Jacobs led the league in rushing, and he can't get a new contract. It's kind of a, he's only 25 years old, so that's kind of jarring. But I think it's been proven that these teams can plug in guys who are rookies or, or free agents, you know, veteran guys who have been around, and they still do pretty well. I mean, the Raiders themselves, a couple of years ago, they, they plugged in you know, Peyton Barber and Kenyon Drake, and they were fine. So I just think um, it's tough for running backs to kind of prove 
they're worth being at the top of the market for all players overall. Vic, uh, just looking at the AFC West as a whole here, the Raiders have the lowest win total of seven and a half. Denver's at eight and a half. Chargers nine and a half. Kansas City defending champs at eleven and a half. Just as you look through this division as a whole, we all expect Kansas City to win it again. Who do you think is the team that is actually closest to Kansas City right now in that division? Uh, that's a good question. I think yeah, obviously the obvious answer is the Chargers in the playoffs last year. They got Justin Herbert. But I think Sean Payton's going to have a good first year. I think even last year towards the end, Russell Wilson started showing signs the last month of uh, certain the quantum was problem was. I mean, they probably a bad offense with the, the offensive guy they had last year. But I think he started showing signs of playing better end of last year. He's in good shape. So I kind of like the Broncos to kind of be the uh, surprise team in that division. Russell Wilson, you think he's able to come, overcome with the coaching of Sean Payton, Payton some of the issues he had last year? Yeah, I think, again, I don't really know exactly what was the problem. The offense last year, he didn't play very well, but I thought the last month he played a lot better. I think he's a, he's a veteran guy. I know Sean Payton probably won't take that job unless he knows he can kind of turn around Russell Wilson a little bit and uh, they have some history together. So they have good players around him. I'm not sure what the running back situation is, but I think Russell Wilson will be fine. I think they're probably going to be the second-best team in, in that division. Vic Tafer with us right now, covers the Raiders for the Athletic and get him on the tweets at his name. At Vic Tafer, just looking at the AFC as a whole, Vic, uh, look, they're ultra competitive. I would say 13 out of the 16 teams, you can make a legitimate argument that they could make the postseason this year. Just what, what are your overall thoughts here with, again, looking like a, a very competitive race for those wild cards uh, and really all the divisions except for maybe the AFC West? Yeah, I think the Bengals definitely are right there, ready to kind of turn the corner. They've been poised the last few years, and they realize the window's kind of closing with some of the contracts they have to figure out in the near future. So I think this is their, kind of their, their time. I like the moves the Dolphins made. I think the question there, obviously, is Tua. You can think he can hold up. But if he can, they got a pretty good roster, a pretty good coach. So I think the Dolphins are kind of my, uh, my team to make some noise this year. Vic, uh, just a, one, one last question for you, just uh, NFC-wise. We know that, they look, the conference seems to look very much weaker than the AFC on paper. The Eagles, the betting favorites to get back there. Uh, questions at quarterback for San Francisco. Wait, just what are, you, what are you looking at in the NFC and just maybe a team that you may think may surprise on the positive or negative side? Wow, and the Cowboys are such a weird team because they're so they're always talked about you know, ad nauseum and Dak Prescott, blah blah blah. But they were pretty close last year. They kind of gave the Niners some trouble. I think I'm not sure how they were done against the Eagles, but pretty good roster. I think Dak is uh, definitely still one of the top guys in the league. Maybe not top five, but probably top dozen, you know, top dozen, dozen guys in the league. So I think the Cowboys have enough talent where they can definitely make a make a run this year. He's Vic Tafer again, covers the Raiders, a senior writer at The Athletic on the tweets at his name, at Vic Tafer. Vic, uh, thanks for hopping on with us today. Uh, we'll talk again soon. Uh, have a good weekend. Thank you. Amal, uh, just keeping in the AFC West yeah. here, because, uh, again, we, we brought it up a little bit yesterday. I think the Raiders, especially if Jimmy Garoppolo is not healthy, have the chance, like you said yesterday, bottoming out for Caleb Williams, there are worse things that could happen for this franchise moving forward. My concern is that unlike Arizona, who I think has no talent, yeah. unlike Tampa, who I think is the worst coach in the NFL in Todd Bowles, uh, unlike Houston, who even though I, I, I think, I think uh, Ryan's is going to end up being pretty good long-term, but rough adjustment, rookie quarterback could be rough. They could end up with, with three, four wins pretty easily. 
Uh, the Raiders just have more talent than those teams, even with even with possibly again if Garoppolo can't isn't healthy, you're with Brian Hoyer, Aiden O'Connell. It's a bad mix. Yeah, and the other thing is what I always find interesting is when you have teams that have certain expectations. Raiders have an expectation they believe within their locker room they can make the playoffs. But without the quarterback play, it'll be very difficult. So we could see potentially certain guys get shut down if the team's far out of contention. They look like they're having a bad season. I think, you know, what surprised me with Vic said was he thought the Denver Broncos were going to finish second in that division. I see this thing as being the Kansas City Chiefs, the Chargers, followed by the Broncos and the Raiders. And you can... You know, I'm not completely convinced the Broncos are going to be in that position simply because Sean Payton has taken over. I got to see it from Russell Wilson, and I'm a huge Russell Wilson fan, but this guy's been a shell of himself. You know, it's 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 just one of those, Amal, where we talked about it a little bit yesterday, where I think Sean Payton's a top three coach. I think it was more Payton making Breeze than Breeze making Payton in all those years in New Orleans. But if Russell Wilson is washed, it doesn't matter. It does not matter what what Sean Payton does. If, if the quarterback has no talent, it doesn't matter how good the coach is. You may steal a game or two, but you're not going to steal many. Uh, but the problem for them, I mean, Jared Stidham's their backup. They don't even have a legitimate option behind Russell Wilson to say, all right, if Russ is ineffective, we're going to bench him. We're going to try to win with our backup. No, no, no. You're not going to do that with Stidham, even though I think everything we saw from Stidham, especially that Niner game last year was a little bit shocking of how well he played. It did not play well in the following week against Kansas city. But it's Russ or bust. And I don't know that's kind of what it has to be for Denver, but yeah. they don't even have a good backup on their roster. Uh, no, you're absolutely right about that. And that's the area of concern I have when I look at this Broncos team. Here's the other problem, though. You got Russell Wilson to a long, long-term contract for a lot of money. Yeah. No way out. Nope. No easy way out, at least, of that. When we come back, we're going back to baseball. We'll see if Amal has more plays on the diamond today. And also... The make-miss playoff odds in the American League, a really compact race. We break it down next. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Download the DraftKings app today, and new customers can bet $5 and get $150 in bonus instantly. Use promo code VSIN when you sign up. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for full terms and conditions. Welcome back in. Happy to be with you. It is Sharp Money. I'm Jeff Barles, Amal Shah. Why Tom Check here as well. Amal, just looking at some games for Friday real quick as we mm-hmm. look through some baseball make-miss playoff odds as well. We talked about this a little bit yesterday. Very important series starting, and this is the first game out of the gate, 6 o'clock Eastern time, Philadelphia and San Diego. Phillies at home. Christopher Sanchez and you, Darvish, your pitching matchup. But Amal, we talked about this yesterday. Phillies just on the outside looking in. The Padres are the first team after the cluster near the playoffs with Philadelphia and Milwaukee. Six games of, out of the second, or excuse me, third wild card entering play today. And Amal, I don't know if you have anything on this game. I do not. But this is the most important series out of the All-Star break because I think it's going to dictate two things. It's going to dictate how serious of a contender the San Diego Padres are going into this second half, and they could be a big-time seller. It's also going to dictate what the Phillies are. If they can at least, if they take three out of four and move themselves in, their schedule only softens after this. No, you're absolutely right about that. And, you know, you Darvish, to me, has been one of the most overrated pitchers in baseball for the last decade. I've just never been a big fan of his. 
Uh, he's just not able to deliver Jeff when they need it most. He's a guy that looks great for four innings, all of a sudden has a singular inning where he blows up. Uh, he's 36 years old right now, but if he can get on track, he'll be 37 next month. This team could be pretty dangerous when you see what uh, they have in terms of Blake Snell and Joe Musgrove right now. I mean, I'm just not a big believer in you, Darvish, at this point in time, but this is a great opportunity to have an effective start. This would really help this team. He's got a 487 ERA right now. Uh, he's got to get things going in the right direction. You know, and we said this uh, with, with the uh, – we'll get to the NL side in a little bit, but, again, the Padres of the disappointments in the NL seem to be the one team that you could at least see a run out of in this second half. Uh, one other one I want to I want to bring up on the American League side, and that's technically two first-place teams in Arlington them all because the Cleveland Guardians are in first place. Amazingly enough, right in the American League Central, they'll throw Aaron Savale tonight against John Gray. Total eight and a half. You know, so the Guardians right now to make the playoffs are plus one thirty them all. Uh, they are that exact same price to win the division, which makes sense. They Absolutely. should be the same pricing right now on make miss the playoffs uh, as long as, along with their AL Central because the whole AL Central stinks. Would you look to bet Cleveland in that division? Minnesota seemingly has let the Guardians off the hook in this first half where Cleveland is. It's kind of like the AL Central in a, or AL West in a light way where Cleveland mediocre, Minnesota more mediocre. Minnesota plays a tougher schedule down the stretch. And the Guardians, despite all sorts of injury issues, have the division lead and seem to be in pretty good shape, all things considered. No, I would agree with you completely. I think uh, when you look at it, these guys have missed some opportunities there. If you are the uh, Minnesota Twins, you're allowing the Guardians to hang around. Now, let's see if they can go acquire a bat. Start off in a decent matchup here tonight, Savali against John Gray. This Rangers team, uh, I want to see if they can sustain themselves from a pitching standpoint. So I, I think Cleveland is going to win this division. I, I know Minnesota is the better team on paper, but I think the Guardians pitching is better. Even though Shane Bieber could potentially be on the move, that's one area of concern I have. I still like the Guardians. I think their pitching is better overall. I don't know if guys like Sonny Gray can give you that quality over the course of the entire season. Well, the one concern with Bieber is the underlying numbers have been pretty ugly. He's gotten a little bit fortuitous through this first half of the season, and you mentioned it them all, where the Guardians, I think, have the most complicated trade deadline strategy of anyone in baseball. Because when you're in a horrible division like this, what do you think of all? 85 wins gets it done? 85 and 77 is probably enough this year in the AL Central. That sounds about right. So if you're Cleveland, you go to the trade deadline in 17 days, mm -hmm. 18 days because it's down to first. Let's say you're leading the division by a half game and you're two games over 500. You can't sell. You can't sell because you're, you're legitimately in the mix to win a division. But do you really want to mortgage guys who are under contract for some length to try to win a mediocre division and more than likely get eliminated. Maybe you win a wild card series, but you're not winning three, two series, two legitimate series in the American league this year. If you're Cleveland, probably not. But again, I, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility, right? I, I think it, it can be done. I, I don't think it's, I look at the American league. I think any team that's in the postseason can win it. It's not like the national league where I go, well, this looks like it's going to be pretty tough. Well, that's the thing going in the American league. I, I think the four teams in the American League, sorry, Boston, and Texas, Houston, and you know what? If Seattle gets things going, I think they are dangerous if they were to make a playoff scenario with the roster that they have, good front line starting pitching, good back-end bullpen, 
and a uh, and a youthful lineup with a whole boatload of talent them all. I don't think anyone in the Central is capable. Minnesota's a bunch of choke artists when things get tough, as we know. Right. And Cleveland's just not good enough. So I, I'm all you. There's a for me. If you told me one of seven teams made the World Series out of the American League, I'd be like, you know what? It's not overly surprising to me. Well, that's what I'm saying. I think it's a wide open race right now. I think anybody's capable of potentially getting in there. Looking at looking at these other make miss playoff odds as we enter the the second half. So on the American League side, the Strohs are the teams with the uh, with the biggest price you have to lay that are listed at DraftKings minus three ten on Houston, minus two ninety five on Baltimore, minus two thirty five on the S for Texas, minus two twenty on Toronto Yankees. This is the one that I think is priced wrong. Them all, the Yankees. You can still. Get a price on the no, mm-hmm. plus one twenty on the no at DraftKings, where this lineup without Aaron Judge is a mess. They have a bullpen that's questionable. Uh, Rodon's making a second start post injury tonight in Colorado for them, but but the Yankees currently out of the mix, seven games over five hundred. We have no idea when Aaron Judge is going to return. Right. Plus 120 on the Yankees is pretty good on the no end of yes, no, making the playoffs. I tend to agree with you. Um, The Yankees, though, have a very easy schedule out of the block. Remember, Tampa got off to a fast start because they played Oakland, Washington, and Detroit. Not in that particular order necessarily to start the season. The Yankees have a comparable schedule. They open up tonight, what, in Colorado? Yes. And then they've got uh, Detroit coming up as well. They've got a very manageable schedule. So let's see if the Yankees can get on track here. Colorado, the Angels, the Royals, the first three series out of the break. There you go. No good teams in that mix. No. So an opportunity for the Yankees. And then after that, the schedule gets much more difficult. The Mets, the Orioles, the Rays, and the Astros. The next four series after that. It's going to be challenging. Picks up. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) So actually, that might be be one of those scenarios of all where we talk about this with these types of futures. Maybe you wait on it, actually. But that schedule, I still think plus 120 is pretty good on it now. But if the Yankees come out of the break, let's say they go six and three and are in one of those sure. wild cards, yeah. which is more than plausible. And then you get this brutality of a, of a schedule the next two weeks after that, probably looking at plus 165, plus 170, maybe even a little bit better than that on the no if the Yankees are in a playoff position in, not, in 10 days from now. No, you're absolutely right. I think that it's definitely a different scenario. So that's something that you definitely have to consider as this thing goes forward. Can I interest you guys in a 25 to one on the White Sox to make the no. playoffs? No, you no, cannot. No, no you, you cannot. They said- stink. They're a horrible baseball team. And, you know, so I'm all, I just, we, we eyeball in the National League and properly so the Cardinals, the Padres, and the Mets. Mm-hmm. Because those teams, the Cardinals were the correct favorite to me going into the season in the right. NL Central. The Mets and the Padres had legitimate World Series aspirations. Right. The White Sox kind of get a break because they're in such a, this horrible division and they're just forgotten about. Sure. But the White Sox on the American League side, I mean, this season has been a disgrace for what they've done. An absolute disgrace. They're 16 games under. They're only eight games out of the division league because of the pathetic nature of the AL Central. Yeah. But it was all supposed to be Tony La Russa's fault. That well, it was apparently all his, it's not. All his fault. The, the old man had no idea what the heck he was doing. That's why they collapsed. No. There's something wrong with that team at its core that you get a, a, a guy in his first 
gig in Griffol, I thought was actually going to be pretty good. And this has been an absolute disgrace for the White Sox this year. I mean, look, I'd rather have the Tigers at 25 to 1 with them because at least at least the Tigers play hard. They're just over man, uh, undermanned. Yeah. I would agree with you. The Tigers have competed. They've been, done a nice job. The White Sox, they look so disengaged. It's unbelievable to me, Jeff, how often you look and you go, they got talent, but they're not what you think they should be. And it's been that way the last couple of seasons. And you very aptly pointed out, it's not on Tony LaRusso as much as we thought it was last year. No, it's a look. It's a, it's an embarrassing uh, yeah. of all the look. We knew the the A's were going to be embarrassingly bad. We knew the Royals were going to be terrible. I didn't think they were going to be this terrible, but they're terrible. We knew Colorado was going to be bad. We knew the Nats were going to be bad. But of the teams in them in St. Louis, we, the Cardinals are in their own category because of the expectations. But boy, the White Sox should not be this awful. Sixteen games under as we enter the second half of the season. We're going to go to the NL side of things. Are the Padres at three to one to make the playoffs worth a flyer? And is there a no on the board that we would look at taking? We'll discuss it next. It's Sharp Money on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for. Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. Well, I don't know about you, but, like, I never liked being told, oh, wow, you look so good for your age. Like, why even bother saying that? Why don't you just say you look great at any age, every age? That's what Meaningful Beauty is all about. We create products that make you feel confident in your skin at the age you are now. Meaningful Beauty. Beautiful skin at every age. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. It's always football season here at VSIN, which is why we've already released our NFL betting guide. Our NFL betting guide will help you get ahead of the upcoming NFL season with in-depth profiles of every team, including advanced stats, proven betting systems, and proprietary betting trends, plus best bets on season win totals, futures, and props. Become a Visa Pro subscriber today for as low as $19 and get your digital copy of the NFL betting guide today. Or take advantage of our summer kickoff special. Gets you access to everything we do through the Super Bowl for only $175. Great value there. At vsin.com slash subscribe is where you can take advantage of all the deals. Welcome back in 
It's Sharp Money. I'm Jeff Barles. I'm all Shah alongside Wyatt Tomchek here as well. Uh, I'm all the uh, what was the best betting event of the calendar for me. Yeah. And no longer is is going on right now. Uh, the WNBA three point contest. Uh, Sabrina, Sabrina Nescu is about to shoot. She was the betting favorite for this a little shy of three dollars. Should have been Jackie Young. Jackie Young. You could have got a little north of three dollars. Um, you know, it's. I'm all I'm because all, Ali Quigley had won this event four straight times, yeah. and was never the the shortest price she ever was was plus one ten, and oh, it was short pure domination all the way through, and that was the best cash cow there was the last few years, and now I can't even I didn't I didn't bet this event because again, Young like you said shooting fifty percent from three which is yeah. just insane, and Anescu has made the most threes big time volume shooter, but still shooting the ball over forty percent from three this year. Yeah, but I don't think anybody in this type of contest should be that short of a favorite. It's got to be at least two to one, even though she had won so many times in a row. It was easy money, Amal. I don't doubt that. It got there easily. (laughs) I don't doubt it. What was the the event? Was it two years ago when they... Did the over under on the All Star game? Yeah, with the big number. Well, that was that was uh, sir. That was with uh, our friends over at Circa who just put the wrong number up. That was two years ago. Two years ago, okay. yeah, that was two years ago, twenty twenty one. Because there was no All Star game the year before, and All Star games. I've only worked for two years, and I remember it being one of those two. See, look at that. See, it was process of elimination. There you then. go. Process of elimination. I'm so, and I'm, the, I'm as so- we know, the the world, yeah. the uh, the the world of sports betting around the time uh, of when you got here. Yeah, I'm sometimes smart. Sometimes. Every once in a while. All right, going to the National League, uh, Amal, entering the second half. We already talked about the big matchup in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. So right now at DraftKings, the yes, no to make to, to yes, make the playoffs, no, which is to miss the playoffs. The Miami Marlins are currently sitting in the, in the number one wild card, a minus 230 on the yes. Now, Amal, you like this Miami team. Uh, for reasons of you expect Sandy Alcantara to get better. Which, I thought you were going to say for reasons unknown. <laughs> no, you said them yesterday. That's the reasons I know. Um, a negative run differential, but have had an amazing go of it in, in one-run games. You know, Amal, either I'm going to say this right now. Either Miami or Arizona is missing the playoffs. One of the two of them will not be in the postseason. And... They're currently the top two wild cards. Miami's three games clear of Philadelphia. Arizona's two and a half games clear. Philadelphia and Milwaukee. Philly and Milwaukee tied. Uh, Philly technically percentage a percentage point ahead of Milwaukee for playing two less games. But I'm all, I think I would take a shot on both the no for Miami at plus 190 and the no on Arizona at plus 145. I am concerned with pitching injuries, especially Merrill Kelly for Arizona. And Zach Allen has really struggled away from Chase Field. And Miami, again, there's only so long you could get away with winning all these one-run games. Please explain to me. I get your point on the on the Marlins and the one-run games, but you have to give them credit for finding ways to win those games. Sure. However, what makes you think Milwaukee or Philadelphia, who currently sit outside the wild card, now they're both half a game outside of San Francisco, are going to emerge? I don't think it's a slam dunk that the Giants or, excuse me, that the Diamondbacks or the Marlins don't make the playoffs. It's To me, this is not out of the realm of possibility. So, I don't trust Milwaukee. So, this, I guess this would lead to me liking Philadelphia to make the playoffs, but I don't want to lay $2 on them to make the playoffs. I think again, maybe I'm I'm not as clear headed on this, but I think the Phillies have the best shot of anyone in the National League to beat the Braves in a playoff series. 
familiarity helps. Top line starters help. Great bullpen helps. Um, and a team that look at the the lineup, even though it is underachieved, still has a lot of guys who are high class players, even though they haven't played at that level. Milwaukee, I don't really buy. Milwaukee, it doesn't make any sense that they're seven games over right now, Maul, because yeah. they had a negative 13 run differential. They can't hit. The other question is in that is, do you trust Cincinnati? Where Cincinnati, who, by the way, Milwaukee and Cincinnati are in the stretch where they play nine times in 21 days. Yeah. They already played the three in Milwaukee last week, and Brooker took two out of three. Three in Cincinnati start tonight. It's do you really the, the crux of all this is do you trust Cincinnati to still be in a playoff mix? I do because I also think they're going to make a move for a starting pitcher that will help them at the deadline and all that youthful talent. The one good thing that has happened here, Ellie De La Cruz came up late, yeah. so you don't expect Ellie De La Cruz, who by the way is a cyborg at this point, you wouldn't expect him to run out of gas by the end of the regular season. Maybe he runs out of gas when the playoffs start, but. Right. I think the Reds are getting there. I think the Giants, look, the Giants I've been unable to figure out for it since the Sahidi era has started because the roster you look on paper is like, really, this is a playoff caliber team, but it just works kind of like Tampa Bay in the American League. The Giants get there. The Phillies get there. Cincinnati holds the NL Central, and then that leaves either Miami or Arizona on the outside looking at. I actually lean Miami still over Arizona missing out. But if it was Arizona that crumbled in the second half because they started to show some real bad signs heading into the All-Star break. I don't disagree with a lot of what you said, but I still don't necessarily contend that Arizona and Miami are out of it. When you look at well, they're, 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 not, little, they're not no, out of it. What I mean yeah. by that is like that they're going to falter. They're going to fall by the wayside here. You mentioned it. Milwaukee's offense is terrible. And Philadelphia, some days they look like world beaters. Other days they look like they have no business being in this wild card race. So, um, the challenge for the Phillies, they can only make it through the wild card. I mean, they're not going to be able to win the division. So that's a little bit more difficult where Milwaukee and Cincinnati, they have an opportunity if they can't win the division to get in at least as a wild card. What about the two, dis- the two massive disappointments, not even counting the Cardinals. Cardinals said they're going to sell 15 to one is not good enough for them yeah. to make the playoffs. You, you can't bet that. I agree. The Padres and the Mets, who are the two big disappointments in the first half, other than St. Louis, San Diego's three to one. The Mets are plus three sixty. I don't think that's a good enough price on the Mets to realistically take a shot. I need at least five to one. I would agree with you. And then the Padres, you know, that's the tricky one here because it really does. It's contradictory for me because I like the Phillies a lot. Yep. Which probably means the Phillies have to not lose a series out of the gate to San Diego here in the this beginning of the second half. But San Diego at three to one. If San Diego comes out, takes three or four from the, the the Phillies, you're probably not seeing that price again. No, the rest of the season that it is right now at three to one. No, you're right about that. But I, I, I mean, I don't feel like it's high enough based on the fact that they're six games out of the wild card. It's highly unlikely they can win the National League West. Now they will have an opportunity from a schedule standpoint, but it's not an easy schedule necessarily. They're nine games beyond the Dodgers in the loss column. Um, so I think you'd have to bet them only to make the postseason. I just don't know if they're necessarily high enough odds. If you're going to take the three to one on the Padres, then I would take a long shot with them to win the pennant and potentially win the World Series. I think they could be good enough if they get in. Look at this opener at Philly for four, at the Blue Jays for three, at Detroit for three. Fine, but you have ten games on the road. Pirates for three at home, the Rangers for three at the Rockies. They got a four-game set against the Dodgers. They've got the Diamondbacks for seven games, the Marlins, the Brewers, the Giants, Phillies. They're going to play everybody that's in front of them. So if San Diego's going to make it, they've got a great opportunity. You know, it's it's one of those where I do agree with you on that. Because 
the Padres, as they proved the last year, where San Diego had a reasonable regular season, nothing spectacular. They won 87 games. Yeah. And then they took out back-to-back series, 100-win teams. They took the Mets and the Dodgers both out before the Phillies, just their magic carpet ride was stronger than San Diego's in in the postseason last year. But I'm I'm with you. If you're taking the Padres to make the playoffs, you got to take some big bloated numbers on on the NL pennant and the World Series because they're the one team like that I look at in the National League that is down the board and say, you know what, if they make the playoffs – they are dangerous. I don't care if they're in the sixth slot. I don't care wherever they are. Because if they play the NL Central champion, San Diego's probably favored in the three-game series in Cincinnati or in Milwaukee. And then, yeah, I take my chances with them against the Dodgers in the best of five again. I, I would agree with you completely. That's why I think the Padres are still very much alive to make a deep run. If, if you believe they're going to get in the playoffs, they could make a deep run in the postseason is what I'm referring to. So I, th- I think they definitely have a shot to do that. I don't want to discount them yet. The talent is there. Can they figure out consistency? And you, Darvish, tonight is a really important game when you go big picture in the National League. You've got a head-to-head against the Phillies. Jeff, if they drop this game tonight, you're going to have Snell and Musgrove pitching this season. So, I mean, this weekend. You've got a chance to make some real hay here against the Phillies. Imagine you take three out of four, but if you drop the first game, now you're going, well, at best we can make two games up. So, by the way, some quick news on Kershaw. So, Kershaw, in his press conference today, shoulder doesn't hurt when he throws, but the team doctor recommends rest. He's going to throw a bullpen session in Baltimore next week when the uh, Dodgers are in Baltimore. So, that is the update on Kershaw right now. Uh, Dodgers right now favorites to win the NL West. Final hour of the show. Coming your way next here on Sharp Money. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. What do the most successful growing businesses have in common? They're working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started.